Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora. I'm so excited that you've joined us. Listen, for all of you who've been on the journey with us, perhaps you've fallen off the road, you're weary of being on the road, or you need to get back on the road to restoration, I know that today what we're going to talk about is going to inspire you. I'm grateful today to have a wonderful friend, Pastor Matt Pollock. He wrote a book entitled The Way of Truth, and I'd love to introduce you to him. Matt, it's great to see you, man. Pastor Sergio, what a delight. What a treat. We are in this beautiful loft in I know. San Diego, and uh, I just admire your life. I've been so inspired by you, and almost decades now we've been together. So thank you for having me, and I'm delighted to be here. Matt, when you first of all, thank you for that. When you wrote this book, The Way of Truth, um, I've been reading it. This is not a motivational self-help book. This is a clarion call to the church. This is prophetic. Uh, I want you to share with people, how did God give you the inspiration to write The Way of Truth and why the horses? Well, that's a great loaded question. Um, it, it is, I would describe it and articulate it as a burden. Okay. And I think some of maybe our audience in this generation has a wrong perspective of a burden. There's a difference between a burden and a weight. Okay. A weight is is something that that comes in the fleshly realm that will, if not dealt with, lead us to a sinful life or an area. But a burden is a godly dream or a desire that keeps us grounded and founded. Yes. The Apostle Paul said, what comes upon me daily is a burden for the churches. So those at the sound of our voice, God wants to impregnate you with a burden, part of his heart, a piece of his heart, a piece of him that we will carry and steward that will lead us into the fulfillment of his plan. So like Habakkuk says, the burden that came upon me, I saw it. So for me, the way of truth is like a 20-year burden of walking with God, studying the scripture through my own experiences of life, I now can come at this season of life and say, I feel this is refined, it's grounded, and it's founded. And I can stand and say, I feel this is a piece of God's heart for this generation. And what is that burden of yours? So in essence, in Psalms 119, verse 30, the premise of the book, the heart of the book, the beat, in a tough time, in a challenging season, in, in, in noise and moving parts, the psalmist David says, out of nowhere, I have chosen the way of truth or the way of faithfulness. So it's this prophetic call that no matter where you are, scattered or tattered, up or down, in or out, there is a clear call of God in this hour to make a dedicated decision, a daily decision, an hourly decision in the midst of culture, in the midst of the noise to say, I have chosen Jesus Christ and I've chosen his way and his word. No matter what culture is doing, no matter where the sway of the enemy is pulling us, I'm standing up and I'm standing out to choose God's way. And that's the essence and the premise. And I think God is looking for Phineas's and for Daniel's and for Deborah's and people's in this hour, right where they are today, yeah. to make a dedicated decision to stand up and to stand out and follow Jesus unashamedly with their whole heart. In your book, you talk about the behold moment. And I'm going to read this. These last three words, behold the man, 
uh, prove Pilate's revelation that truth is a man. His name is Jesus. Talk to me about your behold moment, your moment of revelation. Because I think a lot of times people lack their behold moment. Pontius Pilate was privileged to have one of those behold moments. Uh, talk to us about that. Pastor Sergio, what a privilege for us to know Jesus. Mm. What, what, what a privilege for us to be able to be loved by him and to love him and to walk with him. There's a lot of people at the sound of our voice that live from a, a secondhand revelation. Through a TV screen, through a camera, through an adult, through a mentor. Through their phone. Through their phone. Jesus wants to make himself personal to everybody. And your life will not be fully transformed from the inside out until you experience him like Pilate firsthand. Yes. It will come. And maybe I could think I'm privileged to be the father of four children from the age of 25 to 16. And I want nothing more than my children to know him yes. like I know him. God is the living God. Behold is a biblical word that means stand in awe and be amazed. And Jesus wants to capture people's hearts. To stand wow. in awe and be amazed that he is the way, he is the fulfillment, he is the reward, mm. he is the pursuit. If I have Jesus, I have everything. And those moments will come, and if you seek him, you will find him. Pastor Sergio, there's a yeah. beautiful verse, James 4.8. It's a promise, and it's available today in 2023 and 2024. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And my prayer is that Everybody will come to the re realization, I'm searching for no one else. I found him, and I'm complete, and I'm fulfilled. For me, it was at the age of 19. Wow. I grew up in church, and I had a behold moment that I have not looked back since. I have not been perfect. I've had ups and downs, is and outs. But that moment at 19, the Lord revealed himself to me. How did he do that? So uh, I had the privilege to grow up in church, had a good biblical foundation, wonderful pastors. That's why I'm a product of the local church, yeah. the local church. Yeah. Uh, sea time and harvest. Harvest will come. Stay planted in the local church. But at 19, um, I was home alone one night. I had been dabbling and partying. And um, I was in my bedroom where I lived and uh, actually had a vision where I was taken into like a surgical room. There was three lights above me. And I was on a surgical room, and I went to the corner of the room. This is a bit dramatic, and it's different for everybody. This was that 19... And it's, it's never, in this book. It's never happened again. Did you in, write about in, it in, in the book? So, in some ways, but my behold moments, yeah. and I've shared those moments. But did you write about it in the book? Not to this degree okay. that I'm about to share it now. Okay. But I was watching myself on a surgical room, and literally, I only saw a hand. A hand took a heart out and put a new heart in, and I woke up forever changed. I made drastic changes for my friends. I felt called to Bible school. That was at 19. I'm months of, uh, you know, I'm weeks away from turning 43, and I've been on pursuit ever since. God wants to give you a new heart, a fresh wow. heart, to follow him fully. There's, I want to read some of the chapters to you. I want you to tell me what chapters you connected with the most. Okay, let me read through them first. So, as for me and my house, second chapter is signs and solutions. The third is the wisest thing you can do. Chapter four, welcome to the way. Chapter five, no sway. Chapter six, sow and see. Chapter seven, the place of truth. Chapter eight, the faithful church. Chapter nine, to the end. 
chapter 10, the work of faith. Now, if you had to pick a chapter that you said, this chapter right now in this season of your life is strongest, what chapter would it be? Gosh. Well, that's a tough question. It's a domino. And to me, it's a conversation. It's all very, very progressive in it all. I think the specifics of this, in chapter two, I address what I feel is a very practical, but a really prophetic moment of Jesus and his church and the leader in his church, which is Peter. And Jesus in Luke 22 has a quick dialogue and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has some say demanded or asked to sift you like wheat. But I'm praying for you that your faith wouldn't fail. And when you go through this, you'll return strengthened. And I just have like a mantra. I have a phrase in me that I feel is burning Good. and I feel is applicable to every generation and to the church, those who call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And what I get from that is this hour right now is very, very serious. Jesus is giving him a warning yes. that Satan wants to sift him like we we are in an hour right now. We've always been in an hour, yes. but we are in an hour right now. High time. High time. It's serious. It is serious. And I say this, what you take casually, you'll become a casualty. It's time to get your sobriety. What you take casually? You'll become a casualty. You'll become a casualty of. That's right. Okay. And I think the Spirit of God wants our full attention. So Peter, this Peter, is serious. It's serious. Satan wants to sit. You're not you. playing. It's not so a game. So this generation. And, and a lot of people think walking with, it's a game. Yeah. It's just a game. It's not. It's life and death. It's blessing and cursing. Choose life. Wow. It, it's time. It's time to don't, 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 don't keep dating. Don't keep one foot in, one foot out. Don't be lukewarm. Pastor, it is a serious time to get our sobriety back, yeah. our thinking back. First yeah. uh, Peter uh, 4, 7 says it's the end of all things. And so be serious yes. now. So I, I don't want to elaborate too much on that. But then I go into the next phase and I say it's specific now. And I love this. He calls him Simon, Simon. Jesus, the Spirit of God, is calling us all by name in this hour. So God is getting specific. He's shoulder tapping. Yes, he's shoulder tapping. It's time. He's calling us out. Sergio, Sergio, Matthew, Matthew. You know, it's 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 individual now. Yeah. Deion Sanders, who's taken over, the, he's the coach of, I, I love the guy. I think he's got an anointing on him. I like watching. He's taking on Colorado football. And he says this thing, it's personal. It's personal. Satan's making it personal, but God's making it personal. If you don't make church personal, if you don't make your walk with God personal, you'll become a you, you, you'll become a casualty. You have to make it personal. Everything about God is personal. Intimacy, fellowship, it's personal. God wants you to walk with Him personal. Make it personal. And then the third level of that, He says, "I'm praying that your faith." Jesus didn't stop it, but I'm praying that your faith wouldn't fail. So it's spiritual. So it's serious. It's specific, and it's spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. So these three words, really, for you in this season of your life and in the book, really is the prophetic word right now to this generation. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I sense that. It burns inside of me. It's it's what I, yeah. You know what I love about the story? And if we get those three things right, Pastor Sergio, we'll come through strengthened and yes. become stronger. That's what and that's the say. whole goal. God, yes. God wants us to be in our spheres, strengthen your brethren. Yes. I mean, in 45 to 50 days, Peter stands up with the anointing of God upon him, the shadow, and he meant, that's what God wants from all of us yes. right now. But if we're not serious, 
if we're not walking that that specificness with God and we're not spiritual, we'll never fully function strong in this hour. It's also a really good pattern for people that that are listening, that are watching, that want to make it through restorations because rest, Peter yeah. had to be restored. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, Peter, you're going to fail. Unfortunately, Peter, you're going to fail. Yeah. However, if you can make it through the process, yes. if you can embrace the process, if you can journey with me through it, when you come out, you're going to strengthen your brethren. Yes. So that's the reason why if, if, if you want to see light in the end of the tunnel, mm. if you want to see your life have purpose at another level, because Jesus took Peter's life to a whole nother level, then let's start making things, well, let's be serious about it. Yeah. Let's be serious about our call. That's right. Let's be serious about our time with God. Let's be serious about the decisions that we're making. And, and, and I want to say, and serious about today. Yes. This is the day God's promised. There's per, this is the moment. Don't keep delegating to tomorrow what God's saying today. We just keep pushing it off, yes. pushing it off, responding, making the right decisions. we got to start today. Today is the day. It's in the New King James Version Bible. God, the, the Bible uses the word today 150 times. There is such divine significance in today. Yeah. So the road to restoration requires us to take God in this moment of our life serious. And also to make it personal. Say, God, you're calling me specifically. Mm. It's specific. He said, Peter, Peter. Mm. So he calls him by name with specificity. So let's take the personal call of God over our life serious. The high call of God. Mm. The fact that we've been elected, chosen, anointed, appointed, separated mm. for such a time as this. Kind of like how uh, Mordecai said to Esther, Esther, for such a time mm -hmm. as this. But then also you're saying, let's make it spiritual. So when you say make it spiritual, and Jesus said to Peter, so that your faith won't fail, what would you say to someone right now whose faith has felt or they have tired faith? The beautiful thing is that your faith is not designed to fail. In 1 John, it says our faith overcomes the world. So no matter what season you feel your faith is in, your faith, if you, the seed of God is in you. Yes. And no matter what dormant, what season you're in, that cannot fail. And God's word and seed and faith in you will keep sprouting, keep talking, keep stirring. So you have to allow that faith that once was inside of you to come alive and get in the right environment and feed your faith in the right places. Your faith needs to be stimulated. Faith comes by hearing. You've yes. got to, you, Faith is a seed inside of you. It's a mustard seed that can become the greatest. So you must make sure your faith is in the right. Jesus taught four soils. Yes. Your faith is in the right soil to grow and to mature and to develop. It's absolutely imperative. I think why a lot of the people, the sound of our voice in this generation is struggling, it's because they've allowed their faith to be uprooted and planted in environments that God never intended your faith to be. That's powerful. The way of truth Matt, where do people get this book? Anywhere. It's on barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. You can go to Matthew Pollock, I believe, .org and find it there. Yeah. So I want to encourage every single person. Uh, I want to encourage you to get the book. I've been enjoying it. 
um, follow Matt and how do they, how do we follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Matthew Pollock one. Okay. Matt, thank you so much. And thank you everyone that's on the road of restoration. This is necessary reading and don't forget to share, like, leave a comment, but most importantly, do not forget to stay on the road because when you stay on the road to restoration, inevitably transformation will become yours. Thanks so much for watching the broadcast. God bless you.